Guess what? I'm moving country again. I don't know. Maybe a year. Maybe more. Where's home? Home's everywhere. I'm an expat. Hey, it's Pauline. Welcome to a new episode of Meet the Expats. Today I meet with Raul, a digital nomad who spent six months in Spain and six months traveling and is going to tell us all about his rhythm. Hi Raul, how are you? Hey, good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for accepting the invite and hopping on this morning. My pleasure. So let's start with you. Maybe you can briefly introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, so I, I've been working at um, this company called Referral Candy for the last five years now. Right. Um, so we are an app that allows e-commerce stores to set up and run customer referral programs. So it's a, kind of like a marketing referral, sorry, referral marketing solution for, for e-commerce. And I've been doing partnerships here for yeah, for the past five years. I, I've been working remotely uh, since okay. I joined. So an early remote worker before it was a trend. Oh yeah, oh yeah, way, yeah, way <laughs> before actually. I yeah, my my kind of like my career path has been a little bit um, weird because I I first started working remote. Like my first job ever was remote, and then that's... I went to an office, and then I went remote again. So it's, so uh... that's a bit crazy to start working remote when you're so <laughs> young. How I mean, how did you manage that and still? How you're able to interact with your colleagues and actually learn loads, especially when you're junior, first job. And I feel you miss out on a lot of things when you're not in the office, especially in a very first junior role. Yeah. So, yeah, my first, I guess, like proper job or internship. So I was actually also living abroad. So, uh, so I'm from Spain. Uh, so okay. I, went to, I went to college here in Spain. Um, and then I did the the Erasmus scholarship, uh, which uh, for those of you who are not European, so this is a scholarship that you can apply to, and it's financed by the by the I guess like the European Commission or the European yeah. government. You. And then you basically get paid to live in another European country for like either six or nine months. But going to university, usually. exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not there, there is a counterpart. <laughs> yeah, you have to go to school. I mean, you have to you have to enroll. Like then, whether you attend or not, it's a different story. But it, that's it, different. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm. Uh, so yeah, so I actually I ended up in Poland. Um, why? Well, why? Yes. Poland? So it, it was actually my third sh- uh, choice. So I'm. So I first applied. I think it was like for for uh, some school in London then applied for a school in the Netherlands. And then the third option, it was, it was Poland. I mean, I, I just chose. Those are very different choices. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I, I heard really good things about the first two schools. Uh, I knew I, I wasn't going to get them because I, back then you needed to have like a C1 level in English, like certified. Mm-hmm. And I, I hadn't taken the test uh, yet. And it, it was going to be, I mean, I didn't have the time to take the test either, but I figured, well, you know, let's just, let's just apply and see what happens. Poland, they had the reputation of being fairly accepting for, you know, like, like if, if you don't have like a, like a certification for, you know, your English, English level or anything like that. Yeah. They wouldn't, they wouldn't really care. Uh, so I figured that was like a safe bet. So I would okay. place like these two other, you know, bets on uh, first. Um, and I actually, I actually made the mistake uh, when I applied, I made the mistake that I entered the code for the six month scholarship instead of one year i actually wanted to stay for one year but right i ended up just putting six months so 
long story short, I ended up going to Poland for six months. And after my first month there, I, I, I mean, I kind of wanted to take the opportunity to do a little bit more. Uh, so I, I came across a bunch of different companies that were looking for interns and oh. actually kind of like the international office at my university kept sending us emails from companies that were looking to have like foreign students uh, uh, as interns at their companies. Okay. And I, I came across this one, it was like a fairly small like consulting firm. And so I, I reached out, I, I went to an interview, uh, kind of like a funny story, the CEO of the company was Mexican. So we actually had half the interview in Spanish and the other half in English. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I started working there and like pretty much straight up from the interview, they told me, look, we're, we're a remote team. Like half of our team is based in, in Mexico. We also have team working, uh, part of the team working from Dominican Republic. Oh, uh, right. So like, you know, we're all remote. Like, you know, you don't have to come to the office if you don't want to. The, the office is here. Uh, it was actually like a working space. So like, you know, I okay. could just come in anytime. I had my desk there if I wanted, but yeah, that was, so that was, that was kind of like my first introduction to remote Remote work. work. I mean, my first introduction to the job world, basically. Yeah. Did you, Uh, had you heard about remote work before? Did you know it existed? I I don't think so. Um, I mean, no, I, like I said, that was kind of like my first professional experience. So I don't think I was exposed to pretty much anything (laughs) before (laughs) other than an office, I guess. All right. So you ended up taking the job? Yeah. So I took the job. I, I went to the office though, uh, especially if my boss was there. Cause you know, I figured okay. like, you know, if you yeah. get some FaceTime with the boss, like you can learn, but also, you know, it'll be just overall, you know, good for you. So, so yeah, so I did, I, and I, um, I worked for that company during, I mean, I think it was like about six month internship. So actually my Erasmus scholarship finished before my kind of like internship engagement finished so i went back mm-hmm. to spain and i had like one or two months left in my internship so i i continued working from spain no yeah. difference really no for yeah. them and then after that they offered me kind of like a full-time position it was like a junior analyst for for a so signing contract for a year and it was actually i had also one year left in in, in school so i did both things at the same time which I figured, you know, this is going to be great because I'm going to finish school. I'm going to have like, you know, one and a half a years of experience. Yeah. yeah. Or even like, you know, worst case scenario, I have experience, but best case scenario, I already have a job. And so, yeah, I continue working remotely for, you know, I remember like my, I mean, not only my, my classmates, but also my, my teachers were like kind of puzzled about the idea that I was working from home. Mm. Um, and I mean, this was like 2013. So, you know, yeah, it's definitely days. not, not common back then. Okay. So I guess you enjoyed the whole remote work system. I I did. Um, but I was also curious about, you know, what office life is actually, you know, all about. Uh because I and I hadn't experienced it yet. Um yeah. and so I finished school and I wanted to move abroad again. Um and so I um so I had a, a couple of friends that had started a company in in chile in in santiago um because so these these friends of mine are are american but they then i met them in spain they were also they were studying abroad in spain uh so i met them here but uh, they went to chile after school to launch their their startup and they launched it in chile because chile i don't know if they have i mean i don't know still have it i think they do but they have this program called startup chile um, which right. is an acceleration program that's uh, financed by the Chilean government. And they basically give you $30,000 to 
equity-free money in exchange for like, you know, you going to Chile and working on your startup for a year. So it's like a, basically oh. a way for them to bring entrepreneurs into Chile and kind of like motivate local entrepreneurs to start their own thing as well. Um, okay, so Chile has this program for entrepreneurs then? Yeah, so the, the, I mean, the, the whole idea behind the program is to, yeah, to like motivate local entrepreneurs to to start their businesses. Okay. Um, and, but also uh, open open to internationals to start their businesses there. Exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. That was the, that was also the, I mean, they ended up putting Chile on the map. I mean, it was a, it was a really smart idea. And I, I think they were the first country to, to like come up with a plan like this. But after that, like Peru launched their own and Uruguay and Argentina and Mexico and like, you know, a bunch of different countries launched their own version of startup Chile. Cause yeah, cause it was so successful. And at the end of the day, you're, you're creating this, you know, community of, of, you know, like really smart people that are you know, coming mm. to your country and, and launch uh, startups there. So I, so through them, um, I was able to connect with a bunch of other startups that could, you know, potentially be looking for people with my, you know, my, my profile or, you know, interested. Yeah. yeah somebody like you know, to do some sort of entry level position. Um, and I actually ended up working for uh, this French startup that, was yeah working from from Chile they they were looking for somebody for um uh, for business development and that was actually also my first interaction with business development or, or sales that's mm-hmm. something I wasn't uh, before I was doing financial analysis which seems super yeah you know, different strange to me right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> different life for sure what was there something specific that attracted you to Chile or is just the opportunity was there with your friends and why not yeah had you a specific country or region in mind that you wanted to move to so i wanted to i wanted to experience uh latin america Um, okay uh, you know being from spain i had you know travel around europe quite a bit and so i wanted to you know just kind of wanted to get away from from europe and try something new and i figured that i mean latin america uh i mean I speak the language, so I figured yeah. that mm-hmm. you know, the, the 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 shock wouldn't be that that big. And then also, I I had heard some really good things about Chile uh, in terms of you know kind of like a, as a country and you know kind of like how how developed it is and like you know all the opportunities that are there. Um, and I've also heard people say that you know Santiago kind of looks like Madrid, which is mm-hmm. kind of true. There are some parts of the city that that kind of look like like Madrid. Okay. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna feel like you know uh, home, there. almost, yeah. or yeah, almost, almost. Um, and was it? <laughs> were um, there no. any like major culture shocks that you were not expecting? <sighs> um, I mean, it's definitely not. I mean, definitely not Spain. Like, I actually felt. Uh, I mean, I, I traveled quite quite a bit um, around Latin America when I was there, um, and I, I went to Buenos Aires. And Buenos Aires, like the whole time I was there. Uh, I really felt like I was in in either in in Madrid or Paris or Barcelona, you know, like, okay. like big European big city. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, in terms of most mostly in terms of architecture, um, I mean, yeah, there there were of course cultural shocks. I mean, there's, I mean, I wouldn't even know where where to begin. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, the, the kind of like the society and you know how how things are organized and how things move and, and all that. It, it's it's quite different from. Uh, from you know, at least from from Spain, uh, but I, I enjoyed it. I mean, if I if I had to go back and spend another two years in Chile, uh, I would definitely do it. Um, mostly because I mean the the experience 
um, or like the, kind of like the job that I had there and doing business development, it really kind of opened the doors to, you know, kind of like figure out what I actually like doing, which is, you know, what okay. I currently do, which is, you know, kind of like sales, marketing, business development. So I opened the door to that. And also I was able, able to met, to meet some really, really, really smart people that were, uh, you know, running their companies uh, and, you know, kind of launching businesses and, and they were pretty much my age, you know, I was like early twenties. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty exciting too, to see people your age kind of like, you know, kind of like seeing that they're like, like several steps ahead of you. Uh, I mm. think that's pretty, pretty interesting for me. And that's also, you know, kind of like working from also from another co-working space, even, even though I had to go to the office every day, uh, but like seeing all these people working around me and meeting all these, you know, super interesting people. It's what kind of, made me realize that I, I also, I wanted to go remote again. Uh, they, these, these guys were running their companies, but they were like spending a week in, in Colombia, a week in the U S a week in Europe, mm. and then, you know, back in, you know, Santiago and they, they will fly again, you know, and I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want the, to be able to travel at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's the, that's the part that was missing from, from my job in, in Santiago. And that's what I kind of wanted to experience next. Okay. So is that when you said, I'm going to look for a remote job now? Yeah, exactly. So uh, we kind of tried some uh, remote agreement um, at my company, but I mean, I, I feel like they, they kind of came from a, a culture of like big companies, like working at big corporations. So they, they actually um, applied the traditional exactly, sort yeah. of model. Yeah, more traditional and also like they really valued like like FaceTime at the company, you know, kind of like water okay. cooler conversations and going to go for a quick coffee run and all that kind of stuff, which is, you know, uh, you know, I totally understand. It's just that, you know, that I wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't really have that the same motivation. Um, but also like, I, you know, I, I, to me, it just like working remotely just seemed like, like a rational step for me to do because uh, for example, I, you know, I was, I was in Chile and I was working, physically from there um and i had i had clients in in santiago in the same city mm. and sometimes it was easier for me to just get on a skype call or just give a call to a client rather than me getting on a 45 minute taxi because we traffic yeah, was crazy um so i was like you know if i'm in the same city and i'm not even these meeting these people in person you know what's the point be, exactly i could be anywhere um so that's that was kind of like the, the one of the determining factors for me to start looking for a remote job. And, and that's what I did. I started looking for companies that were uh, looking to, uh, to hire people with kind of like a sales background. Um, mm -hmm. I came across referral candy. I saw that the position was uh, remote friendly. So uh, instead of, so I saw that the job ad on AngelList, but instead of applying through AngelList, I emailed the CEO directly. I found the email address and, and mm -hmm. sent him an email and told him why I thought it was, I was great for, <laughs> for <laughs> great vision. Yeah. And uh, he replied, we had an interview and the, the rest is history. There you are. And why, why go through a company and why not go freelance? Like we always have this image of digital nomads, remote workers being more freelance. What was a factor for you? That's, that's a really good question. Um, so I feel like back then, I mean, I, I was still pretty junior. Um, so this was 2016. Um, I had been working for like three years. I mean, I just, and, and, and I only had like two years experience in, in, in kind of like sales. Right. So I didn't really think I had a strong skill set to be able to 
to i mean it didn't didn't really cross my mind to be honest at, yeah. at that time and i just and, figured that like getting a job was kind of like the natural move um mm. but if i had to do that again i i i don't know but i might go for for the freelance route you know if i ever had to you know leave the company which i mean i'm super comfortable at uh, no no <laughs> no plans on doing that but if i did <laughs> i would probably go for the freelance route yeah I don't know if I would do the freelance route, you see. I think I I enjoy the comfort of having colleagues and the structure and not having to go look for my own business on top of doing the whole operation right. side. I think that's something that would scare me a little bit. But then, I mean, it works for lots of people. So I guess it's yeah. just rhythm, uh, finding your own rhythm. Yeah, I mean, I... I mean, to be honest, I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess, I guess we'll have to see, you know, what, what kind of comes across, you know, again, it's not even in my mind right now, so I wouldn't mm, really yeah. know what I would do. Uh, but I, one of the things that I like about what I currently do, it's kind of the, the hustle of, you know, getting new clients or like finding new partners. Uh, okay. I, I love all that. So I figured that. It wouldn't the, be a pain for you um, looking for your own yeah exactly like I feel like it would be exciting for me to kind of like have the feeling of well I depend on this like I yeah. need to I need to get clients I need to, I, I think I'll be I'll be comfortable with that but again I don't know I mean one of the one of the things that got that, that attracted me to to referral candy was kind of like the product itself mm. um I thought it was a really smart way of doing marketing and that's something I I mean I that's something I lack. Like I can build a product from scratch. Like I don't have kind of right. like the technical capacity. I can, I can sell a product um, or I can, you know, figure out what, what's a good partnership for, for a product and work on that. But I, I don't have the skill set to build a product from scratch. So that's also exciting to me too. Like you mm. know, finding a product that you're like, wow, this is incredible. I want to be part of it. Yeah. I want to be part of that project and that yeah. vision. Yeah. Okay. So you've been remote for about, four or five years and you were saying you have this rhythm of six months at home six months traveling how how did you sort of land on that rhythm first um I think it was pretty natural um so I think so uh, so kind of some context on 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 myself so like my my girlfriend's American and we both I mean we both live live here in Spain and and travel the other half of the year uh, but, you know, having family on both sides of the Atlantic mm. kind of forces you to travel every yeah. year. So uh, part of the reason for us to, both of us to start working remotely was, you know, to be able to, you know, meet family on both sides, you know, have have the possibility of, of going to the U.S. and not just go for like 10 days a year when yeah. you have vacation, but like you know, spend like months there. Uh, so that was the, that was the first reason for us to, to start working remotely. And then after that, it just became a little bit more natural like like might as well right mm. um so one of the first places that we went to during the winter times in europe um one of the first places we went to to kind of like stay for a while was was colombia actually so we we flew to the us we spent a few months um with uh, some family there and then we traveled to colombia and we spent i think it was like six months in in colombia and then we flew okay. back to the us spend some some more, some more time with uh, the family and then we flew back to Spain. Uh, so it's kind of like while I'm there, you know, like or since I'm close to Colombia, uh, I might as well just hop on a flight from from Florida um, right. and just spend a few months there. So that's, I feel like that was 
kind of how we realized like, well, this makes a lot of sense. We should just do that. Okay. Um, and then and after, you always do like, we're going to stay a few months until visas let us, let us stay. Or would you do shorter, short trips, just a week or two, but that seems pretty short when you're actually working. Yeah, we've done both. So when we stayed in Colombia, we, I mean, we had kind of like our home base was in, in Medellin. Mm -hmm. um, and then we, we would do like some short, I mean, we spent 90% of our time in Medellin, but we went to, uh, you know, we went to Cali, we went um, to, you know, kind of like some other towns around, around the area. We went to uh, the San Andres Islands. So, you know, kind of like a bunch of different places while we were in Medellin, but we, we had the, the base there. Um, the okay. fall year, which was 2000, between 2018 and, and early 2019, we, uh, we travel around Southeast Asia. So, that was more kind of like a back like slow backpacking type of trip right so we, we okay. started in i think it was in thailand and then we ended up in the philippines and that's when we uh that's what kind of like where we flew home from so that was more of like we get to a place we stay for a week and we leave mm. um so yeah it it's it's a little bit more stressful in a way especially for me because i you know i like I'll, anywhere, anywhere we go, or anytime we book accommodation, the 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 only thing that I care about is whether it has Wi-Fi and a desk. Yeah, that's it. Um, that, that's all I need. Um, How do you know you're gonna get good Wi-Fi? <laughs> yeah, that's a tricky one. <laughs> that's that's a good one. Um, yeah, no, mostly uh, I, I just I, I I actually search on on the comments on either Airbnb or Booking, and I search right. for the keyword Wi-Fi and see mm. what people are saying. Uh, because even if they say on the ad that they have Wi-Fi, I never trust that because, you know, the, you know they, everyone they, can have Wi-Fi, but like, it yeah. doesn't mean it works. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I've seen that uh, Airbnb has added, uh, there's a space to work in the, um, in the apartments, but yep. that's not always true either. <laughs> exactly. Right. What were, well, for both of you, what was best places to work from and why um so in terms of cities um so i'm gonna go i mean first of all with one of my favorite cities in the world which is medellin colombia <laughs> i mean if i if i have to choose a place right now that i will move for you know the, for, for probably the rest of my life uh that'll be the one why There's, what's what really attracts you in the city yeah um, so, okay, first of all, it's, it's a good place to work from, from because it's, um, again, they have, you know, kind of like good Wi-Fi setups. There's like <laughs> lots of co-working spaces and, you know, it's, it's, it's comfortable for remote workers. Okay. Then it's also a big city, um, but it doesn't feel like a massive city, uh, which is also great. And then this is not, uh, this is actually one of my, my top reasons is the fact that, you know, the people there are extremely nice. They're probably mm. the nicest people that I've ever met. Um, and they, they're not just nice, kind of like, you know, fake nice, or, you know, they just, you know, they're, they're legit nice. They're the, mm -hmm. uh, they are actually happy that you are there, uh, living in, in Colombia. They actually, sometimes they ask you like, why did you come here? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? This is great. You know, this, uh, I know I, I also understand that it's, there's a difference between, you know, the locals and, you know, uh, and kind of like remote workers, yeah. Uh, that that go to Medellin and they obviously have have a more kind of privileged position when they live there, but it's it's just a very comfortable city and the people make it extremely comfortable. I I I don't think I've ever 
gone to a place in which people were so welcoming um, with you. Also, the fact that I speak the language uh, that, that, that might probably, help. Yes, that yeah. probably helps a lot because I've been to other. I mean, I've, Vietnam, for example, uh, like Saigon is one of my favorite cities too, and people are extremely nice there. But there's that language barrier that mm. I'm sure if you can cross it, you know, you will fall in love with people as well. So that will be my my number one. Number two, um, I mean, Spain's a great place to be honest. Like that's mm-hmm. one thing that I've realize after you know living in a bunch of different places is that we actually have a pretty good you know standard of living here in in, in spain uh in terms and of what... spain opened up cities for digital workers also paying people to come for to work yep uh, i i read about this program um that they also want people to move to like smaller towns yes it's remote cities yes yeah oh yeah yeah so i think that i think that was really smart because, yeah, I mean, Spain, it's, you know, again, we, we have really good weather. Um, you're still in Europe. So, you know, if you're European, you don't have to worry about it's visas easy. Yeah. or anything like that. And it's it's uh, fairly cheap compared to other European countries. Also depends where you go in Spain. But most of the countries, it's fairly cheap. And, and yeah, and I, I mean, you have, like, good infrastructure. You know, it's easy to, you know, fly in and out. It's kind of, well, has well connections with other other countries. Yeah. Um, so that would be my, my number two. And then in Asia, I would go with, yeah, with Saigon in, okay. uh, in, I mean, Ho Chi Minh city in Vietnam, uh, also very comfortable, also, you know, very, very, very affordable. Uh, and also people are really nice. So that's always a plus. Okay. So yeah. Colombia, Spain and, uh, Vietnam. Saigon. Yeah. Vietnam. Interesting. <laughs> One question I had regarding you traveling the world is, and having your corporate job, how do you manage your time zones? Yeah, so... Is that something you look at when you choose a country? Um, I mean, yes, but I, I did at the beginning. Not not anymore, really, because... Um, so I, I'm always having calls with different time zones. Okay. Uh, you know, so when I'm in Spain, my... My colleagues are most of them in Singapore, so uh, I, actually Spain's pretty good for uh, for the kind of work that I do because I when I have to talk to to Singapore, it's you know kind of like regular like work Morning. meetings in terms of you yeah. know, meetings with colleagues, and so I have those in my mornings, which is which are their their afternoons. But then I also have to talk to a lot of people in the U.S. Um, and Canada. So my yeah, afternoons, you're in the middle exactly. So I'm literally in the middle between the two. So that that works really well. So yeah, when I'm in Asia, sometimes I have I need to have calls, you know, in the middle of the night. I'm okay with that. Um, when I'm in, I was actually I was in Mexico earlier earlier this year, and I'm actually flying back to to Mexico in in about a month. And when I'm on that side of the world, my Monday morning meetings become Sunday nights, which yeah. I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't be okay with that. But you know, I, I take it if that's the price I gotta yeah. pay, I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> It allows you to be in Mexico, which is pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Okay, then let's move on to the recommendations. A bar, a restaurant, and for your carte blanche, I'm sorry, I'm going to force it a bit on you. Uh, we're going <laughs> to go for a co-working space. I think that would be cool because that's sort of your <laughs> your area of expertise. Right. Um Okay, so yeah, obviously I'm gonna go with uh, with Colombia. Okay. Okay, so for bar, I'm gonna go with this bar called El Eslabón Prendido. 
okay. um, which is it's a salsa bar, right? So ah. it's in downtown Medellin, and uh, so yeah, it's kind of like one of the, one of the most famous, uh, you know, kind of like salsa bars salsa in, in the city. Yeah, when I lived in Medellin, I didn't know how to how to dance salsa, but I uh, I loved. It. I mean, I've always loved the music. I only mm. learned like a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, when I was living there, again, I didn't dance salsa, but just like going to a place where you can listen to salsa music, to me, that's, you know, I was, I was, you know, happy with that. And it's also great to watch people dance. Other uh, people dance. Exactly. Yeah. People that are really good. It's, it's pretty, pretty impressive. So, so that's, that's my recommendation. Um, and then for, for we'll restaurant, start. I don't have one place in mind because there's, there's a few uh, that I really liked. I would recommend, honestly, I would recommend anything around Parque Lleras, uh, which is kind of like the the main kind of like downtown park. Um, right. It's it's kind of like where most like you know hostels and I, it's it it's a touristy downtown, I would say. <laughs> um, but it's okay. but it's a good place to to walk around and go to restaurants. So anything there, um, I would totally recommend. Um, and then for for co working space, uh, I would recommend one that's called Co Work Latam. There's one in in the Poblado neighborhood, which is where, where I stayed most of the time. And uh, yeah, just like, you know, a comfortable place to to work from. It was really good. With good Wi-Fi and nice yeah. people. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, always. Okay, cool. Well, you'll send send me the, the links and the names and I'll add everything to the comments. Sounds good. Great. And last but not least, what is your travel song or expat song? Hmm, that's a good one. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I'm actually gonna go with uh, something a little bit weird. So um, we love weird. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so, so the city that I'm from um, in Spain, it's called Cadiz, and uh, we have this this festival every every winter. It's called it's, it's Carnival. It's kind of like Mardi Gras, right? Um, and uh, so one of the things that that happen here is that local kind of like local groups of singers kind of like get together and they they write songs and they sing them in this you know competition that happens every single year um okay. and where they like choose the best and the, most of the stuff they write about is is about the city uh like stuff that happens around the city or maybe they 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 write to to the city itself and kind of like tell them you know how much they how much they like it um and so some of them are supposed to be funny. Uh, some of them are supposed to be kind of like, you know, very sentimental. So there's like a good mm. mix of everything. And I found out that it's, it, that's one of the things I listen to the most when I'm, when I'm gone. It's maybe, maybe cause like, I, you know, kind of want a very that. local, yeah. local song from home. Exactly. <laughs> I want to feel that connection with, uh, with my, my hometown when I'm, when I'm gone. Um, and so I found out that I have, I mean, I have like lots of play they're not on spotify most of them so i have just like mm. lists on my on my phone uh of actual downloaded songs and i i listen to a lot of them when i'm when i'm gone it's one of my yeah one of my recurring habits when i'm when i'm traveling okay well you'll have to send me the link to one so we added uh we added to the comments and i'll see if i can find it on spotify to add it to the playlist but cool hopefully we'll do. we will <laughs> but it's funny because you're the second person on the on the on the show to talk about a a song from home really more traditional uh traditional song from home oh nice okay well great thank you for all these insights on yeah the like traveling the world while working but still being in a corporate uh, corporate job, mm-hmm. 
it's great to great to have you on the episode guys if you enjoyed the episode uh go put a rating on apple podcasts and stay tuned for the next one thank you thank you